Getting to the bottom of the story on Musibidi The sale of Bidvest Vits has left many South African football fans puzzled. Why would a club that won the league title just four years ago decide to sell their top-flight Premier Soccer League status just 12 months before celebrating their centenary? The change in ownership of a club founded in 1921 had been announced by the buyers Chakuma Chama Zivandira days earlier, giving rise to widespread speculation about the reason for the transaction. Although the short statement released by Vitz earlier this week didn't explain much, it does begin to paint a grim picture for football clubs whose main source of income is sponsorship. The sale is a result of our shareholder Bidvest's decision to review their sports-related sponsorships and brings to an end a 15-year-long partnership, said Bidvest Vitz football club chairman Alan Feynman in the statement. As shocked as most were, the truth is the writing had been on the Mill Park wall for a while. Speaking last year, Clever Boy CEO Jose Ferreira warned of the looming financial crisis. And the club like Bitvestwitz, we have felt the pain of uh, the current situation in South Africa. We can't expect Bitvest as, as the club owners to continuously pour money year in, year out uh, into the club. Uh, as you know, the, the grants prize money for competitions has already increased. Uh, we now, for the first time in many, many years, have got an increase in, in the prize money for winning the absolute premiership. Um, but it's tough out there, and if you ask any other club owners in, in the country, they will tell you the same, how difficult it's become. So yes, uh, to answer your question directly, we too are, are feeling the pain that comes with the economic realities of where we find ourselves. The current market as it stands, is, is not sustainable. And it hasn't been sustainable for, for a long time now. I think in many ways the bubble has burst in South Africa. Um, the amount of money that it generates, uh, the amount that is expected of clubs to pay for transfer fees for players, the players' personal terms and their packages have just become almost impossible to, to attract players. Ferreira was basically saying that South African clubs are being bankrupted by the high wage demands of players. But this is a view that's been rubbished by the South African Football Players Union, who insist that many of the players they represent are being shortchanged. In 2017, Kaiser Chiefs, one of the five richest clubs in the league, were raked over the coals when it was revealed that goalkeeper Bruce Vuma was earning just 5,000 rand a month. Safpu president Tulakhanyo Khaushuberi was livid at the time, suggesting in an interview with the SABC that these slave wages are more widespread than many think. So this slice of cake seems to be evading the players, the people who are really making the game uh, to be what it is. You go to Marisbeck, I mean, the players who are earning about 3,000 rand. You know, I mean, if anybody wants to believe anything in the contract, they must come and tell us that we are lying. Mm. Uh, Kaiser Chiefs are paying a player 5,000 rand and they come out there and telling us that uh, it's a youth contract. And we know it's not a youth contract because this player just signed a contract now in March. You know, and uh, if we're to see what this player is getting, there's, there's a problem. Mm. But this is where fundamentally where the problem starts. We have raised the issue of the minimum wage within the football fraternity. 
Now we have the young boys signing the contract because they don't have a bargaining power. Mm. It's so unfortunate and it's sad because at that particular point, they cannot say anything. But to alleviate this whole problem, we need to have a minimum wage. We've called for 35,000, right? And we didn't thumbsack this, uh, Tavis. We did a research that tells us that in the Premier Soccer League, a player can get 35. We did it in 2013, mm -hmm. and we did it again in 2016. You know, that tells us that we are able to yeah. do that. And also in the National First Division, players are able to get that. But this is more of exploiting the player than anything else. This is a, a slave wages. I mean, in this day and age, in our football, these people are, are bringing a lot of money in the game, and you still have a player earning 5000 It would seem then that while the exact salaries of PSL players are not really known, it's common cause that many earn just enough to make a living while a few get rich. Since then, SAFPU have signed a collective bargaining agreement with the PSL, which allows them to negotiate things such as working conditions and salaries on behalf of their members, the players. So if players aren't bankrupting clubs, where is the money going? Why is it that in the last five years, Bidvestwitz, Mpumalanga Black Aces and Tanda Royal Zulu have all sold their top flight statuses? Supersport United CEO Stan Matthews suggests that the main reason a club's expenses start to exceed its income is that the overall wage bill becomes too high. When that club decides to keep a player, they really should sell. You know, we need to be sober-minded. We need to understand that if it means selling a player to preserve the club, that's what football clubs are about. Uh, it's, 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 it's about staying... Uh, um, afloat and at the end of the day you you have to look at what sponsorship am i bringing in what gate money am i bringing in what television rights am i bringing in and after that your only other source of income is sale of players so in this environment um it means many of us are going to be offloading players matthew's comments can be likened to the beckham rule in major league soccer the American MLS has a salary cap which stipulates the total amount of money a team can spend on its squad. In 2019, for example, the MLS salary cap was set at just over $4 million for a minimum of 18 players and no more than 20. But this excludes a maximum of two designated players who are not subject to the salary cap rule. So when David Beckham joined the LA Galaxy from Real Madrid in 2007, he was earning more in a month than many of his teammates took home in a year. Is this what could be happening to PSL clubs that choose to sell their statuses? They spend more money on their wage bill than they make from television rights, gate takings and sponsorships simply because they are keeping a handful of expensive players on their books, which they really can't afford. Think back to when Vitz stubbornly hung on to Bafana Bafana captain Tulani Tyson Sajwayo. Orlando Pirates were believed to be willing to pay somewhere close to 10 million rand for the defender. Vitz kept Tyson. He was necessary for their title ambitions. But what about their bank balance? In a desperate effort to keep their want-away star player, coach Gavin Hunt even accused the media of fueling a campaign to unsettle Sajwayo. Tyson, okay, anyway. Um, you know, I certainly don't want to lose Tyson. And there's been a media drive, I don't know where from, so it's a bit disturbing because it does. I don't, you know, don't worry about things like that because I'm, I obviously deal with the CEO and the chairman. You know? So there's no, 
there's nothing in your beer. He's our captain of our team. You know, I still think it's a lot of upside for him, with us. And uh, if anything, if he does go anywhere, I think he'll be trying to be to a bigger and better move somewhere else at a much higher level. So while it seems accurate that the majority of the players in the league earn below the 35,000 rand minimum wage which Safu are fighting for, those who are earning much more than that, especially at the smaller clubs, could be putting the entire club at risk. Amazulu general manager Lunga Sokela admits that it's becoming increasingly difficult to run a professional football club in South Africa's tough economic environment. I think the issue of salary caps, you, you, you hit the nail on the head. And I think this, this, uh, this crisis we are in now is going to, ex- hopefully, it's going to accelerate that process. Um, I, I think what, what happened is that obviously we, the, 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 uh, uh, the PSL was formed and then we had the World Cup. Now, during the World Cup, you know, it was, it was good times. You know, companies all wanted to be involved in football. There was a lot of money thrown at the clubs. And then we've had, in the past couple of years, the financial crisis. So now companies started pulling out of football. But now what, what didn't happen is that uh, the wages and salaries of players did not drop as well. So it put more strain now on, on owners to try and, and, and cover that particular gap. So I think uh, now it's... For me personally, it's time we actually now take that thing seriously because football clubs need to have a life of their own, you know, like any other business. It has to be sustainable. You've got to live within your means. And these are things that are being done now all over the world where, for instance, in Spain, I know you're not allowed to to spend more than 65% of your your turnover on, on salaries and wages. And if you do do that, there's huge fines and, and being banned and all those things. And I think we need to accelerate that because what's happening now is that a lot of clubs are living way beyond their, their means as a football club. And uh, we, 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 we need to look at that. To lose a club like Vitz with 100 years of heritage is a massive loss for South African football and society in general. Granted, the amateur Vitz University and junior teams will remain but the PSL is poorer for the loss of one of its founding members. The same applies to Usutu, who were one of the first teams to announce salary cuts as a result of the COVID-19 national lockdown. That team, founded in 1932, could be the next to follow Vitz. The introduction of a salary cap then could be a vital tool to ensure the long-term financial sustainability of PSL clubs. But a salary cap alone won't solve the problem. That's according to sports marketer and founder of the sports boardroom, Squili Kumete. He says one of the main problems is that PSL clubs aren't focusing enough on revenue streams other than those derived from TV rights. The man who was part of the Amazulu side that won the 1992 Coca-Cola Cup believes that South African football must go back to basics and provide a compelling product Kumete shared his thinking with the South African Football Journalists Association, saying that PSL clubs must work harder to put bums back on seats and monetize these fans both in the real world and in the virtual stadium created by modern digital platforms. You, you can run the football club and make money because there are, there are clubs that are making money in this country. 
but for the vast majority of, of, of the clubs, they kind of make, make do, not live literally from hand to mouth. And, the, and a big chunk of that is, is driven by the fact that they just haven't, clubs just haven't built football club as a business that has customers and, and that has to find a way of making itself more attractive to its customers so customers can come and buy more and more and more. It shouldn't be acceptable that a, a football club would run for 10 years and they have never seen 10,000 fans see a football match. It's just, if, if you can't get the fans to come and be excited, then what are you doing? So, 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 so at the end, at, at, at the, the beginning of, 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 of understanding football as a commercial entity is the fact that when it becomes commercial, then it has customers and customers are fans. So, 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 Clubs need to have a much better understanding of how do we get more fans? How do we keep those fans coming back? And how do we get them to come more and more and more and spend more and more and more? Whether or not PSL clubs will do this remains to be seen. And talk of a salary cap has been bubbling under for a while now in the top corner offices of the PSL. One thing is certain unless we see a marked change in the way that PSL clubs approach their finances, we could have more clubs following Bidvest Vits by selling their top flight statuses. Musibudi Whitehead, Johannesburg. Getting to the bottom of the story on Musibudi Whitehead's media.